Welcome to the Andy Hicks Podcast, episode 12, the one with Derek People. Hi Andy. How are we doing? Are we okay? Yeah, absolutely fine, thank you. Really good to have the opportunity to chat. Oh, brilliant stuff. Well, Derek, I suppose, you know, everyone would be eager to, to, to start us off with, with my first question is, is what's your story? How, how have you got to, to, to be head teacher of one of the largest schools in West Berkshire? Um, and, you know, where did it start and how did you get there? Fantastic. Well, a bit, bit of a full circle for me, really, because I, as I look out of the window now um, over Park House, um, I actually first came to the school back in 1978 because uh, I'm a local boy. I grew up in Reading. Um, I went to Westwood Farm Primary School in Tyrehurst, um, then went on to Little Heath School. Uh, the partner secondary school there um, and my first uh, involvement was really around sporting events and uh, came quite regularly to Park House particularly for uh, running and athletics because that was my great great passion I was a member of Reading Athletics Club as well. Um, moved through school, um, went on to, uh, to study history at Oxford, um, immediately after that started as a job as an accountant um, Spend most of my time doing that now as well, I guess. But <laughs> I found out I wasn't very good at it. <laughs> uh, that might explain things as well. But um, decided that I was going to come out of that. And very interestingly, um, in the interim period, I'd applied for a PGCE. In the interim, I saw that um, Special Olympics UK, which promotes um, sport for uh, people with mental, dis- uh, mental disabilities, had a CEO job going. Well, I wasn't arrogant enough to apply for that. But... I asked for some details and it, it transpired that the regional centre for training was actually in Wangelscop School in, in Reading and they were keen to have volunteers. So I started going along on a Sunday and um, one of the teachers there that ran the programme said, oh, you're quite good at this. You've got a kind of, kind of affinity with it. So completely informally and unofficially, and I probably shouldn't be saying this, I started going in to teach some PE at Wangelscop without any training at all. Um, and, and, and the rest uh, sort of developed from there. I did my PGCE, started teaching at Gillett School in Henley. Um, moved on then, I became the head of history um, in a very, very large secondary school, 2,100 on roll, Oxted School in Surrey. Um, got internally promoted there through to deputy head. If there's any argument to get promoted to headship, it's been the timetable in a school of 2,100. Um, uh, became a head in the London Borough of Croydon, a specialist sports college there, Woodcote High School, and then saw the job in the good old days. We used to flick through the newspapers, the TES, to find a job. Um, <laughs> all that this one come, and it was one of those moments to sort of, you know, tingle down the spine, somewhere that you really felt an affinity to. Um, by that time, I'm an only child. My mum my and dad had moved about. They'd come back into the area. Um, my wife's family, we, we met in, in school in Little Heath, um, was also still in the area. Um, some had just been born so there was always a sort of a pull back to the area and the rest they say is history 17 years later I'm, I'm still here oh wonderful stuff wonderful and so throughout that quite extensive career um what would you say is your sort of professional hedgehog what's your one thing that you've held on to throughout that whole time that that's made the most difference as you've gone along. Am I allowed to? Well, two hedgehogs. Well, go, go, go on then. Go on then. Hedgehogs, brothers and sisters. Um, I, I mean, I think the first one, and it's it, it's kind of the flip of 
what I describe in terms of the trajectory of, of, of coming to Park House and being then having moved around as one tends to do uh, in terms of roles. Having been here for 17 years, it's very much a sense of community. You've got to hold on to community. You've got to know and understand or think, believe that you understand your community, make those connections with families. I'm in a position now, you know, where you've seen three, four brothers or sisters through the school. You've built up that relationship. I, I hope built up a degree of trust in your decision making, you know, good, bad and ugly. Um, but broadly speaking, that you've, you know, you've got the interest and understanding of the community at, at heart. And I think that's my link into my second. And it's articulating a, a, a vision a, around values that are rooted in that community. Uh, and being at that, that, if you like, anchor, that point of contact and continuity for uh, young people and families um, in their lives in the local area. Well, I think there's no doubt that there'll be many of our listeners who, who can, can relate to that, um, that sense, you know, the importance of community and being connected to where you work and where you serve, I suppose, is Absolutely. really the kind of kind of thing we're talking about there okay so so having said all that all the learning that's gone on all the hard work um i you know of course probably being a pretty good teacher as well you know these things don't seem to go hand in hand uh, what's the one thing you wish you'd known back in the that you know that first job just as you started when you look back now what was the one thing you think you you wish you'd known when you began your career Derek? great question I, I was a I was a teacher, became a teacher, and actually became a head teacher before I was a parent. And now I reflect, particularly on my headship, less so on my teaching, um, because I think we came into the job. I, I came in to be a teacher of history, believe it or not, a little bit of PE as well, with a passion to you know to deliver hour by hour the most inspiring history lessons I possibly could to engage young people about the, the past, motivate and inspire them at every slot. But I think particularly when I became a, he a head, not being able to reflect, actually, why on earth did I write that letter? I think my policies are brilliant. Why aren't these young people connecting with it? Um, and it's only when you have that perspective and, you know, you think about the clarity and the fact that, you know, the most precious thing in your life is in the care of uh, this, this group of professionals um recalibrating the way in which you look at it and I, I don't mind sharing at all my my uh my son who's now um just about to leave the school um uh, at the end of the sixth form and i'm you know, hugely proud of him and what he's achieved um has a statement has a statement from the age of six and um, and to see um from a perspective perhaps where you know you've come through school yourself probably it's been relatively straightforward you've loved every moment of you know you've engaged in the sport you probably didn't work as hard as you could until in my day it was o levels and then a levels um and then to recognize mm. you know what where the mm. challenges are and um to see then from the the parental perspective and from those that may not find that access or that desire to come into school so easily i think that's probably what what, what i wish i'd known and if i wish i'd had that parental perspective that's fascinating. That's uh, uh, that's a uh, that's something that uh, uh, Anthony Gallagher talked about as well. Um, and uh, and as a as a you know as a parent myself, it's definitely the case that that it it, it, it suddenly 
quite quickly remind you of a few things, especially as they get up into school age. Yeah, uh, it changes you. It changes you enough, yeah. I think, when they're very small. But um, but as a teacher, as someone in education, it really yeah. jolts you once your own children get into yeah, school. Yeah, you see the fr- you know, and you can see the frustrations. You believe you're doing the best professional job that you can, um, but you, you understand how that is perceived from from that parental perspective and how it may not have been communicated as effectively. So I think that's I think that's certainly what I'd pick out. Okay, great, thank you. Um, so I'm going to look come at a different uh, perspective now. Um, if you were to be pushed to pick one thing, it, what and it's a slightly unfortunate phrase, and forgive me, but what what is your biggest sort of failure or something that went that that didn't quite go as you expected or wanted, and what did you learn from it? Oh, uh, I don't I don't wish this to come across the wrong way. I I, I don't I, I think it's daily failures that you reflect on. Um, the small things, the, the things that you tweak, and you think, "Oh, yeah, I shouldn't have had that conversation in that way," um, or uh, really, you know, I, I I should have trusted my own judgment on that, and maybe maybe not listened as much. Or conversely, um, I pushed that I pushed that too far, and not, and not eliciting the views of colleagues quite as much. I can't. I say, I hope this doesn't come across arrogantly. It's not supposed to. I can't think of one single um issue where profoundly i thought that's changed the course and i must must reflect but it but you think back back both as a teacher where you reflected on your practice lesson by lesson you know that 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 delivery of the great fire of london you know was itself <laughs> a bonfire um, or, or, or or whatever it was but i think it's just, it, it's as time goes by it's the smaller things I, I also think i would say probably when i came into headship having done and um, those who are listening from a professional perspective will know about the NPQH, the National Professional Qualification for Headship, um, or had been a deputy. Um, I, I kind of, I think, was I had an arrogance about the fact that, oh, yeah, it's just about scaling this up. I've done, uh, I, I've, I've written a timetable, I've dealt with challenging parents, I've written a policy. Until, um, you know, you, you are presented with the challenges uh, and the scenarios that were presented to you on an MPQH program, uh, dealing with challenging staff, challenging parents, and so forth. Um, until you've done it, um, you know you haven't really learned anything. That's interesting, isn't it? I think I, I read something very interesting the other day about teacher training and whether, in fact. Um, we've got it back to front and that you know perhaps akin to the more of the teach Mm. first model where you where you perhaps go and have a go uh go and spend time in school first before you do before you get even close to a pgce or 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 any other kind of education certificate Mm. top up gives you the chance to have some real stuff to reflect on as you get into the nitty-gritty of the th- of some of and the I think theory what you said earlier about promotion through the fact that once upon a time you would have been almost certainly a, a pretty decent classroom practitioner doesn't necessarily mean um in terms of the leadership and management of a larger organization you've got the skill set and why should you have in terms of financial management hr and all of those sorts of areas mm. as well and um you know I, I think those are interesting reflections 
Okay, so given given your uh, service to education uh, for a long time uh, and the perspective you have, what advice would you give someone thinking about wanting to pursue a career Do in it. education? Um, I look back in 1986 when I used to commute up to London to my accountancy job, thinking, um, was this really... And no, no offence to accountants listening out there, hasn't to add, you do a fantastic job, but it, it just wasn't for me. And I, I suddenly found when I, I referenced that, that first sort of interface that I had um, doing the coaching with Special Olympics and then going into the school, I just, I love this. I love it. And you can see just minute by minute the difference you were making um, and go in with that passion. I mean, I, uh, I, it's, it, it's a lifestyle. It's not a job. Um, and, you know, I reflect back over those 33 years and, um, you know, it, it is an absolute commitment. Um, 20, not quite 24-7, though it can be sometimes when, when, when there are challenges. <laughs> I, you know, I, I remember I referenced that school in Oxford where we had a major fire in the, the middle of the summer holidays, a £6 million fire in a massive school and having to respond to a bit of crisis management then. But um, it, 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 it's, it's just a joy. Um, and keep that with you throughout um, and it, it doesn't go away um, so so absolutely you know forget about some of the myths that there are out there and, and 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 so forth it is an utterly brilliant vocation thank you so much the passion there which everyone can feel I'm sure um so along the way, you haven't, um, although, of course, the giddy joke, I was going to say you haven't all, you know, necessarily just made it up as you've gone along. <laughs> you haven't done it all on your own. Um, what would you say are the best resources that have helped you along the way, be it a particular book or a particular technique or approach? What would you say has been the thing that's the, some of the some of the best things that have helped you in, uh, along the way? I start with brilliant colleagues and people. I learned a massive amount um, from certainly my, my, my first head of department um, in, uh, in Henley, Pam Surrett, um, then from the teams that I worked with and led at a subject level, and, and certainly my, the first um, head that I worked for in a, in, in, a, in a middle and senior leadership capacity, Roger Coles. Um, so colleagues, definitely, and I keep learning. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to work with amazing staff every day, and, and, and I see them as an inspiration. I guess in terms of um, sort of uh, institutions, if you like, um, be very fortunate to, to do quite a lot of work with an organisation called the Youth Sport Trust because my two headships have been in sports colleges and um, they coordinate a lot of the professional development around uh, schools that took that specialism when it was possible to do so and using the, right. the values of sport. Not It doesn't mean to say, um, you know, you specialise necessarily in any particular way, but it's it's the core values of sport and the values that, that, that they bring. Um, and, and also the Association of School and College Leaders, ASCL, um, I found that they've been particularly valuable in terms of professional development advice. And I would say, to show I'm a thoroughly 21st century head, uh, things like Twitter now. Um, I, I think there's, you know, leave aside the, you know, I think we've moved on from pictures necessarily of what people were having for dinner or whatever it might be. But there's quite a lot. I mean, there's an educational community out there. There's quite a lot that's shared on that, interesting blogs mm. and so forth. And I find that's quite valuable from the point of view of not needing to trawl necessarily a lot around the sort of reading. There's some good signposting there. because so I think you've got to, you know, continually reflect on, on best practice out there. And I find that's quite useful. 
Okay, great. You now you mentioned in in that answer uh, a precursor, perhaps, to my next question, which is, who are the three people that have been most influential to okay, you? Right. Well, uh, I go back. I go back to Little Heath School actually first, and um, a teacher called John Main, um, who arrived. Um, he was head of upper school. He was history teacher, but absolute maverick. Um, didn't fit the mould, I don't think, of what was expected. Um, I, I was just massively impressed when I, I started studying O-level history that th this bloke could hold this in his head. It, it, it probably wouldn't have, you know, done very well on a law learning walk at the moment because there wasn't a hell of a lot of variety. But he could just talk with passion. He didn't use any notes uh, and just knew it. Um, and he went on to be my A-level history teacher as well. And that's what inspired me to, you know, to go on to read history. And I, I, mean, I wouldn't have got to, you know, to, 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 to study it where I did if it wasn't for him. And somewhat bizarrely, um, I became a chief examiner for history. I was chief examiner in the early 90s through to um, about 2003 when I took this job, off, job on. And um, doing a team briefing new team of examiners and who's in the team but John Main. I thought, oh, this is going to be hurting cats. Um, an, an absolute inspiration of a man, huge man as well in every sense. Um, you know, it, it wouldn't, wouldn't be doing what I was doing now if it wasn't for him. Secondly, and I think I alluded to him in the answer, um, Roger Cole sa sadly passed away um, last year and I had the privilege of speaking at his funeral. A man who absolutely shaped my leadership vision um ran a school of 2100 um for i think about exactly the same period actually 17 years um made a big school seem like a small school seemed like a community held everybody together um you know you used to put we didn't have email in those days so there was a written note in the staff room you know he wanted to see x y and z on the list and you didn't know whether it was good news or bad news um but but absolutely held that community together and um learned so so much from him and would like to think in some respects although obviously things change in terms of technology and so forth um that uh, as a tribute to him and as part of his legacy there's a little bit in, in in terms of the way in which i like to approach the leadership of schools that that, that reflects what roger did and i only came to call him mr Co uh, i could only bring bring myself to call him roger after he'd retired and it was quite difficult and you know we we, we, we were friends and I, we used to go, they retired up to the Lake District and we used to go up as a family. It was really hard to talk to Janet and Roger rather than Mr and Mrs Coles, but there we go. And, and lastly, I'd have to say my wife, um, because I think when you think, you know, the challenges that there are in this role, and you know, goodness me, um, we've we've known each other since school days so we actually uh we were in the same classes together at school she's she she, she doesn't teach anymore she, she was a head of art um although she does work here in the school doing all of our displays and, and and ensuring that learning is really represented you know beautifully around the school um you know you think about you know having said about the passion of the job and everything else of course it's tough jobs and you need that point of stability i think um in your life and you need you know to have the opportunity you know you've got the rock and the and, and the anchor there for not mixing the metaphors um that you can share and offload to okay great stuff so, so a real range uh, and um and uh be interesting it's interesting again that um that not only do you point to people who you've worked with over time but but you're your spouse, your significant other, your wife, that who, who you you know uh, has given. I'm sure you know, like in keeping with many people, there's that that yeah. strength 
when things, especially when things yeah, are tricky. Absolutely. Yeah, um, it, it, it's it's easy when it's going well, but in, inevitably, in in any in any leadership role, in any role in the, at any level in the school, and I guess it's reflected in life more broadly. There are those those turbulent moments, and you've got to come back to that, haven't you? And I, I would add my son there as well because seeing what he's achieved has been an inspiration. So. Okay, thank you. Okay, so um, uh, you sort of alluded to this earlier as well. Um, education, I think there's lots of, of swirling stuff and people's perspectives and opinions about it. If you t- today on, on, on this podcast would want to debunk one common myth in education, what would it be? Well, I, I guess it's probably the most commonly held one around working hours and holidays because of the um and we've all been to school haven't we even if we don't work in them anymore and we only see our teachers um and we only used to see our, our senior teachers and head teachers from whatever it would be 8 30 in the morning to 3 30 and I, I i guess the, the the notion that um you know the same old lessons were rolled out and there wasn't a lot of change but the volume of work that sits behind that you know from a preparatory point of view the fact that um, in holidays, at weekends, um, dedicated professionals are crafting these brilliant learning experiences, or hopefully planning um, events and policies that will help to shape that. And if you know, you, you then think about the long summer holiday. Well, in the secondary school context, in the primary school, I know it's it's the same as well. But actually, there's only a very limited slot when you can fit in a two week holiday if you want it abroad because of. Um, I can't imagine a scenario when I wouldn't be there for A-level results and GCSE results. So I think I think it's that. Mm. I mean, I, I also reflect on the sort of the 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 head or senior teacher position, and you know the, the whole question of sort of visibility and um, with the marketization of education and the diff- the way in which we've moved, running a small or medium-sized business in terms of the accessibility that you potentially want sometimes um, with all of the other stuff that's going on. And it's always the challenge of balancing that kind of personal presence against what you need to be doing behind the scenes. So I think that's probably what I'd, I'd pick up on. Thank you very much. Um, okay, so I've asked you quite a few questions. Um, if there was um, a question that you would say you'd ask yourself, but I haven't asked you. What might it Ooh. be? Um, what are you proudest of in terms of what your your schools or your communities achieved? Um, what do you see as its core purpose? I think you've probably got to those. That, those would be the sorts of things. Um, because I find mm. that very difficult to answer because actually your pride comes from what, each individual within the community achieves, and it's the you know it's it, it, whilst you're dealing with large numbers of of individual students, and again you look back over thirty three plus years, it always frightens me to think how old some of the students are that I first started teaching. And in fact, we do have, you know, uh, you know uh, reflecting reflecting on that, but you know it, it, it's those it, it, it's the collective piece of all of those individual. Um, moments where they've overcome a challenge, they've done something they didn't think they could do, they've achieved something they didn't think they could do, I guess. So that's why I think that was... I'm glad you didn't ask me that. And, uh, I've, 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 I've tried to try and answer it, but um, that, 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 probably that, really. 
Okay, thank you. Well, Derek, this has been an absolute pleasure. Before I come to my last question, where can people um, okay, connect um, with you? School, school website, www.parkhouseschool.org. I'm on Twitter as at Derek J People, and I blog a lot. And if you like 70s and 80s music and sport, you're in for a treat. Um, or, or, not. <laughs> um, or obviously by email, it's dpeople, that's dpea at parkhouseschool.org. We've also got a fantastic um, Parkhouse School Twitter account at PSH Newbury and Parkhouse School Facebook. And that's where we celebrate. I make no excuse, relentlessly positive propaganda for the school. But it's all good anyway. <laughs> <laughs> sounds sounds excellent. I'm sure yeah. people will be rushing over to to fo to follow and 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 to listen and to to find out um, about all the exciting things that happen at Park House. Thank you. Now, okay, so um, final question. I like to call it a uh, my the, the secret sauce. Um, what do you do? And there, yeah. there's three parts to this: every day, every week, and yeah. every term. What's your secret right. source, Derek? I think the most important thing every day is to is is to find the positives in what individual colleagues or students have done and thank and praise them for it. And in the age of electronic communication, and one of the blogs that I've just did a couple of weeks ago, which is particularly resonant now, I think the importance of of, of you know seeing so if you catch him in the corridor and said I heard that oh it's brilliant isn't it well done um, or I heard that lesson went you know especially well spoken word and um, you know a, a written a written word not a typed one in an email so I'll try and do that every day um, following on from that weekly I, I always I do a weekly blog as I've <laughs> I'm not pushing them at all um, trying to pick up or celebrate something that's happened positive in the week um, try and craft it around um, a particular uh, song or event um, this this there's been two in fact there's two I've got I've just done no more heroes from the stranglers um, to pose the question actually we have plenty of heroes in society at the moment and uh, secondly I'm just doing one on zoom I don't know if you remember the fat Larry's band you're too young probably Andy <laughs> <laughs> from, 19, from 1982, um, you know, because all I seem to do is be on Zoom or Teams or webinars or something at the moment. And, I, and as a follow-up as well, uh, at the end of the week, I ask staff to, to tell me who their student stars of the week are, and I handwrite them a card from the head. Um, and I have these little cards that are produced. They're, they're made out of, um, uh, from the paintings. We do a lot of paintings around iconic moments in sport and so forth that the students have done. I have them made up. So that on a Saturday morning, um, a young person gets a card that comes through the envelope saying, really well done. I heard that you did brilliant work in history this week. Um, they open it with their parent carer and they think, oh, actually, it may, you know, they're going to have a nice weekend. I think that's terrific because it's celebrating what they've done. Um, what do mm -hmm. I do? I think it was Termly, you said. Uh, termly, termly yeah. Um, just, just take a moment to, to pause really a bit, I think, and... Going back to your earlier question about the, you know, and, and you said is it in, in a way it was not. I know you weren't phrasing it negative, but what have been the failures? But but what could you? What was better? But clearly, critically, what's the learning that comes out of that? Because schools are learning organisations by definition, and if you don't continue to learn and reflect on what you do, um, you're not in a good place. So I think it's just that moment to to pause and reflect, and and also to to find 
hopefully a little bit of extended quality time with 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 the family where you can as far as it's possible with iPhones and iPads and emails and I've just discovered WhatsApp uh, um, you know get away from it all Derek there's some really really great insights so I think leaders and uh, uh, and everybody in education will take away from that uh, those ingredients for your secret sauce thank you so much um thank you for your time today um it's been a pleasure Likewise, um i um you know take care i'm sure people are going to be in touch um and um yeah i just can't say enough how uh, how once again i feel humbled by the opportunity to listen to to somebody leading in education um and everything that they've they've done and, 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 and how they continue to work. So thank you very Bless much. You, Andy. Thank you. Likewise to you. Thanks. All the best. Derek. Thank you very much.